The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. friends and welcome to the happy hour jamie ivy podcast i'm your host jamie and i'm so excited that you're here every week i invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life the little things in life and everything in between before we get to our guest today i want to thank our sponsor and that is the book taking back my life rebecca gregory is often referred to as a victim of the boston marathon bombing but she refuses to see herself as a victim she is a survivor taking back my life is a story of how rebecca has had to overcome so much including the amputation of her leg from that painful day on April 15, 2013, when a terrorist bomb changed her life. But her memoir also shows how Rebecca is a lot like you and me. Her life before the bombing was not always easy, and it took the attack to help her find the focus and spiritual direction she needed. You can find more about Rebecca at RebeccaMGregory.com. Her book, Taking Back My Life, can be found anywhere books are sold. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 135, and my guest is Jenny Randall. Jenny and her husband live in upstate New York with their two kiddos. Jenny believes so deeply that creativity is something that we have lost in our lives as adults and that creativity and purpose in life intersect and play off of one another. Today, Jenny and I chat about the journey that depression that her and her husband have walked through together recently. Uh, We talk about how as kids, we have so much creativity in our life and how we lose that over time. We lose that creative freedom as adults. The fact that she has won an Emmy Yes, you heard me right. My very first happy hour guest that owns an Emmy. If you've been a guest on the show before and you own an Emmy and you didn't tell me about it, you're in trouble. Jenny owns an Emmy. She also had me do a creative exercise today with making noises with my mouth. You're just going to have to listen. And I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway. And then it was kind of fun. Guys, before we get to the conversation with Jenny and I, I just want to ask a favor of you. If you're loving the show or if you're just liking it a lot, would you give us a rating or a review over on iTunes? Super easy. Just go to jamieivy.com slash iTunes. We'll take a five-star review any day. A sweet review would be awesome as well. It's not just to build our heads up over here about the show, but actually when you leave a rating or you leave a review about the happy hour with Jamie Ivy. It helps other people find the show. And we want lots of people to be encouraged and inspired through these guests. So we would greatly appreciate it. JamieIvy.com slash iTunes. All right, guys, here is my conversation with Jenny. Hey, Jenny, welcome to the happy hour. Hello. I'm so glad you're here all the way from upstate New York, which we're gaining some Northeast listeners by the handful. So Welcome. You can say hi to your people that are listening. Yeah, upstate. <laughs> are you from New York? Yes, I'm from Syracuse, New York. Oh, and I you grew up around. and you live around there, same place. Yep, same place. Have you ever mm-hmm. moved away? Oh yeah. I mean, I lived in LA for years, and I did the whole West Coast thing. Okay, and then you and, came, I, and you came it. back. Came back. What do you like yeah. better, East Coast or West Coast? Oh my goodness. Um, let's just say if my family lived on the West Coast, that's where I would be. 
Um, yeah. so my husband's family lives there, so I'm not going to discredit them and we love it, but we had kids and we were like, let's figure out where to live. So we tried to live by either sets of parents uh-huh. and, uh, my husband's job landed us back here. Okay. So. I've never been to upstate New York. Well, it's, it's snowy. I mean, we still have snow on the ground, so you're missing that wonderful feature of it. Like, I can't <laughs> even imagine that because we're, when we're recording this, it's in March and I'll tell you that. It's so green here. It's beautiful. I know. Way to rub it in my face. I know, right? <laughs> we literally had like school canceled last week because of a blizzard. Oh my god! Like ridiculous. And yeah. how long will that go on? Um, my daughter is her birthday is in April. She was born in April, and it was snowing when I was giving birth. So I mean, it varies, but sometimes until April. That's and it's so just crazy. Depressing. Like we'll be in the yeah. pool. A cold pool, mind that, but we'll be in the pool. Um, That is so crazy um, that that that's how your world is. It's so funny, just like, just, you know, an airplane right away. And it's such a different climate. But yeah, we love New York City. That's the only place we've ever been. So I feel like that we're just like tourists, number one. That's the only place in New York we've been. Um, (laughs) But we have been there quite often and love it. Um, Okay, Jenny, creative ninja is what you call yourself. (laughs) And I just want you to know that I am super excited to hear about all that you do to help people be creative because I had this like kind of epiphany um, maybe a year and a half ago with a guest on the show. Carrie Sowers was on the show. And at the very end of our conversation, she mentions that she thinks like all people are recreated to create and everyone's creative. And I was like, well, not me, Carrie. And she's like, yes, you are. And literally, (laughs) I will mark it in my brain as that conversation that made me go Oh, wait, maybe I can be creative too. Mm, and I just I love that, never girl. thought about it. Yeah, that's so, that's that's my message summed up. You just summed it up. I can leave. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes, I believe too. Everyone is, we're all born creative. I mean, there's this, I'm going to share a statistic. It's going to blow your mind. So a scientist, believe it or not, did this study and he tested four and five-year-olds and they tested at the genius level of creatives. And then he tested those same people five years later, and it kept just drastically going down. And then he tested those people, the same kids that were once 98% genius level of creative creatives and like using their imagination. He tested them as adults, and it went down to 2%. Wow. 2%. So, so I how does that all, happen? We're all born creative. I mean, we're made in God's image. And, and you know, how does it happen? That's, that's the question. That's the million dollar um, question right there. I mean, it boils down to sin, shame, guilt, people pleasing, rules and regulations. I mean, there's so many different things that can stifle us. Just even saying, I'm not creative there. You just put that idea in your brain that you're not creative. When you are, you just have to nurture it. Um, you, we, over the years, we train ourselves not to be creative. So what I love to do and feel called to do is help people kind of embrace that childlike wonder again and retrain their brain to understand their creative DNA and, and that nature. So that's so interesting. And I was thinking about your study that you just said, and it takes me like all the way back to elementary school. And I feel like that somehow our society and you can correct me since this is you're the ninja here. Somehow our <laughs> society um, looks at certain things as creative and those are deemed creative and then other things are not deemed creative. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. So like for my- me, even like I until a year and a half ago would be like, well, my husband's a creative one. And I still find myself falling in that trap because he writes music and he decorates our house and he does. He paints pictures. I mean, like everything that is classic creative, he can do. That's how his brain works. Um, 
but there's more yeah. to it. And so that happens as oh, young totally. kids, right? Yeah. I mean, the, to be a scientist, you have to be the most creative person in the world because you're figuring out how to solve a problem or, you know what I mean? Like my husband used to be an engineer and he's so innovative. Like, and yeah, the way you communicate, you can be creative in how you tell stories and how you communicate. And even you can be creative in your relationships and how you solve problems. It, it's not just, Ooh, I'm an artist and I can paint a picture. Look at how creative I am. Everybody's creative. It's just like, how are you expressing it? And, and what genre of creativity does that fall into? So when you talk to grown adults about this and try to express this to them, I can feel like I feel the tension in my own soul with this of like, ah, this is going to like take a lot out of me. I don't know if I want to be creative because in, and people who aren't quote unquote, they think they're not creative. They think creative sometimes are kind of weird and they're kind of out there. You know what I mean? I'm like just people think yeah. that. Um, so do you feel the tension pushback when you're like to grown adults? No, you are creative and you can be creative. I think it's, yeah, I mean, there is that tension there because they've, they've known, they felt for so long that they're not creative. So when I'm speaking that over them, they're like, well, are you sure? Right. Are you sure? Right. So I think kind of like reaffirming in them, well, let's look at the things you do or like what your day's like and let's find how you're creative in that and kind of giving them ownership over that. And then also we can cultivate our creativity by doing silly stuff for five minutes a day. And the more you really stretch that creative muscle, the bigger it grows and the more you'll find yourself in more creative situations and kind of even becoming aware of what that looks like. Okay. So do you teach people to do these things every day? Yeah. Well, I'm writing my book about it, Oh, um, which, which it's funny because I don't know about you, Jamie, but I, I've heard somebody once say that there's, there's speakers who are writers. Mm -hmm. So like they enjoy speaking and there's writers who are speakers. Right. So their main thing is writing. Uh -huh. And I think I'm more of a speaker who's attempting to be a writer because it is so hard for me to write like 500 words a day. It's like the biggest creative stretch in the world for me. It is, so, yes. uh, what, do you, what are you? Well, I always say that I feel more comfortable speaking for mm -hmm. sure. Um, and so I just finished a book. Well, it's not finished by any means, but I just turned in a very first, very first stab at it, you know. Um, and yeah. I always say that writing is not where I feel most comfortable, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but you've had to push yourself through it. Oh my gosh. And it was literally, it was one of the hardest things I've done. And this, this goes back to your thing about creativity is my husband's also a writer, but he is, we write so differently that sometimes yeah. I feel like, well, he's better than me, but it, then I have to yeah. remind myself it's actually just different and we write differently, you know? Um, yeah, he's that's good. again, very like eloquent with his words and lots of description. And I struggle with that. And so can you believe that we're both right? We both wrote books at the same time. That's dumb. Don't ever do that in a marriage. Oh, that's amazing. Don't ever well, do that. It. I'm sure like if you're competitive, you're like, oh, how many words did you write today? Oh my gosh. Oh, what, where are you at? For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, we kind of had to, his book was due literally like two months before mine. So I think he spent a lot of time writing and I was like a little time writing. And then when he was done, I was like, okay, now it's my turn. A lot of time writing and you're done. Yeah. Uh, we kind of had to weigh it out. Um, okay. So, but your book is about doing these creative exercises. Um, tell me some of the creative exercises that you, and that you help people with. Sure. Yeah. Well, I do want to point out that, that you mentioned how you have to find your unique voice. And I think that's huge in finding our creativity. It's like how we create, it's not going to look like 
what other people do. It's not meant to fit in a box. So being comfortable in your uniqueness is something that's important as well. Okay, um, stop right there because I think this is, yeah. I don't want to lose this because this is so important for people to hear, um, especially women. I feel like sometimes we look at someone who does like, quote unquote, our dream, what we want to do, and then we just emulate everything they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. And so for we're sure. not being ourselves. Um, we're yep. not using our giftings. We're just think we're just using what we think we need to do to be that. Um, yes. and I think women struggle with that so much. Yeah. I, and yeah, it's almost like at, we have to understand our identity in Christ because we have to know that we're valuable enough to just be us and be comfortable in that. And, and we can glorify God in our lives with who he made us to be, not who, who God made Jamie to be, who I can try to be like, mm-hmm. you know, like let's be comfortable as us, as you and just own it and love it. And, and as I'm writing, my editor is always like, um, this is funny. This is you like be you. Yeah. Cause I'll try to find myself trying to be so fancy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no offense, but you're not fan. Like I'm not fancy. <laughs> right. Okay guys, I'm not fancy. I'll tell jokes and eat frozen pizza. Like and and when you try to mold yourself into being something you're not, it comes across as fake even mm. and, and not genuine. And just be who God created you to be because you're uniquely made and we want to hear that, you know? And it's not sustainable either, let's be honest. Yeah. Like trying to be yeah. someone else is not sustainable. Um, it's draining. It's draining. At the end of the day, it's draining. I remember, I mean, I, I think about this a lot. I, I get to the, the opportunity to talk about this sometimes with finding my voice um, in the podcasting world. Um, and I just have had all these like random dreams. Like I I know you even told me about dreaming about being a speaker and we can catch, we can step on that later, but I used to have all these dreams about things I wanted to do, um, with having a voice. That's what I always felt like. I want to have a voice. I want to have a voice. Um, and I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know what that looked like. And then just kind of stumbling into the podcasting, I finally felt it's so crazy. I've never felt more alive in a job, in a ministry, in anything than I do with this. And it is so much fun. And I feel like, man, I'm so thankful that I didn't try to be like someone else's podcast. I just got to be me, you know? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's it's been really fun for me to figure that out. It's, I feel like I've had a lot of growth in feeling like what makes me feel most comfortable where I am. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so great. And it's so, it's really needed because the message you carry is not going to be, you know, like that's unique for you and the world needs to hear that message. And and it's for everybody too, for themselves, they have to figure out what that looks like and, and understand their identity and who God made them to be. Because you know what, when you fail trying to be somebody else, that's, I mean, it gets confusing, right. It's really confusing. right? but if you fail, like you can fail in a healthy way and be like, okay, God, like, I know it's all about you. Like, let's do this thing again. So yeah. Uh, and I think that that's good. I've never thought about that when you fail as someone else. I think when you fail as someone else, it's kind of harder to get back up because you didn't really know what you were doing or who you were. Yeah. And you're not stand you're not standing strong in the first place. Yeah. So you're gonna stay down. Oh, this is fun. Ooh, we could talk I know. About- you guys in January of twenty twenty four, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. 
I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. All right. Okay. So your book with the exercises that you do. That okay. You, let's do yeah, that. Let's yeah. talk about that. Um, and I feel like I'm getting a little nervous inside and my stomach is a little like flipping that I feel like this conversation is going to move towards you saying, Hey, Jamie, let's do one and see, I'm already nervous. Jenny, see, you're, you're like prophesying over this thing right now. <laughs> yes, that is what we're doing. <laughs> so it, okay. So guys, listeners, everybody. So creative exercises, these are little things you can do throughout your day. I mean, we do it with our kids every morning. Like let's, let's do funny voices or let's, um, you really do this every morning with your kids. Yeah. When we eat breakfast, we do like copy this beat and I like lay down. I'm I'm not musically Uh inclined at all. Like I'm just making stuff up, but it's fun. And it's just like stretching that muscle and getting ourselves out there. So one thing we like to do, and I want to know, I want you guys to know, I have a almost four-year-old and a five-year-old. You're in the trenches. Got it. Yeah. I'm in the trenches, but they're the most creative humans I've ever been around. And even being around them like has made me realize, okay, that's what creativity looks like. So, so I love it. It's like that study that you said, I mean, four and five. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So one thing we do this game, we play, it's called the sound effects game. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I'm nervous for you. I can't do this. What we have to do is I'm going to say a word and you have to make. So, okay. I come from the world. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. 
I cannot do this. Like my family makes so much fun of me. Are you creative? (laughs) My family makes so much fun of me because I try to do different accents and they (laughs) all sound exactly the same. I have a story about accents I'll share with you next. But, but Jamie, listen, you already put yourself in a box. Come on. I'm literally sweating, Jenny. Okay. I can do this. Let's go. Don't sweat. I just unzipped my jacket. Like that's going to help me. You know, like I'm getting, I'm getting ready. (laughs) Focus. So you, okay. This is like when Joy Eckridge told me I should go to improv class. Oh, you should. That would be hysteric. I wish we lived closer. I would go with you. Oh Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm nervous, but let's go, Jenny. Let's get this over with. Okay. So I was a video editor. You spent, you can spend like an hour searching for the perfect sound effect. So I believe you have this in you and you're going to make a sound effect for me only using your mouth. (laughs) I cannot do this. Like I literally, I wish you could see me. Okay. Listen, you'll be, you'll be, this will be easy. Okay. I, I'm, ser- I'm desperately searching. I need a sound of a cat. Meow. <laughs> okay. You gave me a softball for that one. That was so easy. That was great. I mean, you didn't even hesitate. You went for it. Okay. Uh, door, a door opening and then slam shut. Oh no. Only my mouth. Yeah. Uh, you can use props. Okay. Here we go. I can't. Okay. One more like this. That was amazing. That, what did you use to do that slam on the end? Oh, just that my hands. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You're so innovative. <laughs> I know, right? So innovative. Okay. Um, last one. A washing. Uh, no, a dryer. Oh, okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. I, I, um, people that are listening are doing this right now. They're like, come on, Jamie. Um, you can do I can't. Okay. Well, I don't know what it sounds. I'm, I'm trying to think of what a dryer sounds like as if I don't do eight loads of laundry a day. Um, <laughs> Channel it. You got um, this. Oh my gosh. That was good. That's impressive. That was really wow. good. I must say. Wow. That was amazing. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Give me one more then. I feel like I can do this. Oh, so you're, you're so hooked. All right. I'm just like looking around trying to find inspiration. Um, uh, a car accident. Oh no. Let's wow. see. Tragic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll this is kind of fun. Yeah, I know, right? See, you just spent what three minutes stretching your creativity. Yes, I'm going to do go. this with my kids when they get home from school today. Oh my gosh, it's gonna like I'll literally be in tears, crying at how how intense my five year old gets. He's he's a little dude. He's so funny. Like. He gets so into it. Yeah, that's a fun game. Okay, I love these that are game. like, you know how they tell you, you like to be a good parent, have those like conversation cards at your dinner table. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you like how I said to be a good parent? Um, <laughs> but we have those and they're super fun. But this is another thing that you could do around the dinner table. Like my kids are older. So morning time is like everyone's asleep and they're teen- almost teenagers and we're just trying to get out the door really fast. But this would be so mm-hmm. fun at dinner time. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, and then there's, of course, freestyle rap battles. Oh. I mean, who doesn't love a good rap battle? My boys would you eat know? that up. You like oh, pick so a it's story, by the way. Yeah. Go. yeah, yeah. Okay, give give the listeners like two more ideas. So we have the um, sound effects, freestyle sound rap. Effects, raps. Um, use your imagination. Could you just start the sentence? Could you imagine if, and then you guys just fill in the rest. So let your imagination go wild. Okay. And then there's a lot of writing exercises you can do. Um, if you just Google writing challenges, tons of things come up. Um, like using only seven words, describe your mom, things like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're really fun. It's really, it's really funny stuff to do. Um, there was one I wanted to say. 
oh, when you work out or when you go for walks or whatever cardio you enjoy doing, kind of do that and don't listen to music and just let your brain be free. Mm -hmm. Because studies have shown that when you're kind of just in that zone or in nature and you're exploring that your mind will come up with all these creative things without even really having to try. So kind of do that and then take a notebook and write down what you were thinking about. You know, that's so true. I find myself when I walk, I usually listen to podcasts. And so I feel like that my brain doesn't ever get a rest almost because I'm listening and I'm usually when I'm walking, I might listen to like a sermon or um, something like that. And so I have done that. I used to run a lot a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And when I would run, um, even if I had music on, because it was like just and running was like, it's more, it's more intense for me than walking, obviously. Hello, that's normal. But anyhow, <laughs> a lot of times I would come up with, when I used to blog a lot, I would come up with an entire blog on my run because my yeah. brain would just like almost have the freedom to just let go. So I see what you're saying. It's so true. Yeah. And even if you listen to like worship music quietly and like kind of get in that zone with Jesus and like you're worshiping and you just let yourself explore and see what your mind comes up with. It's really that's fun and exciting. And like you said, you write, you wrote whole blog pieces. Yeah. I mean, just from on, it's a, on a run, it really is. Um, I saw you said one time, you said, when you're able to walk in creative freedom, God can use you to influence culture like never before. Yes. How, how do you, how do Amen. you, how do you merge creativity and influence and culture? Because sometimes I can see that how that works. Like in my husband's world, he works with a lot of development with the worship culture here at our church. And so I see that. But what does that look like for the normal person just, you know, doing their normal everyday life? How does creativity help them influence the culture around them? I love I love talking about this. And it's such a heavy question because I think there's a few things that go into that. And one of them is understanding having a healthy identity. And another thing is kind of understanding your purpose. And and our purpose is to glorify God. So what dreams and talents do we have to do that? So when you understand your purpose, glorifying God and understand having a healthy identity in Christ, then whatever you're doing, you can be influential. So when I'm home with my kids, it's like, am I influencing them in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. you know, in a creative way? And what does that look like? So I think even like the words we speak on social media or the things we're posting, like we all have a platform. Let's be honest. If you're on social media, which majority of humans are, then you have a platform. So it's like, how are you using that to creatively influence your your sphere of people? Like, what are you doing? And I believe that God wants to use that. I mean, like never before, we need to be on the front lines being an influence because media and radio and everything, it, it's so um, accessible mm-hmm. that if we're not in the front lines speaking life over people, encouraging people, it's not just always doom and gloom and like, that's, that's the wrong term, but it's not always these yeah. bad news stories that we need to be sucked in. But what, where are we speaking life over situations and how we're encouraging others by using our voice and, and understanding our identity and influencing people in that way? Yeah, and I even think about just with our kids. I mean, those that are listening yes. that are mamas, we have that, um, you know, that kind of opportunity and responsibility and blessing to be able to be huge influencers over our kids as well. Um, okay, Jenny, I want to switch gears here just for a little bit. Um, sure. you, uh, told me that you and your husband walked through some like depression issues. Um, what did that look like from your side of the, of the coin with walking through that with your husband? Yeah. So he's given me permission to talk about this. We're not talking about him behind his back. Of course. Just to clarify. Yeah. So, so 
we kind of went through this world when, like I said earlier, we lived on the West Coast for, for a while. I worked in LA for a while and then we lived in Orange County. And when I got pregnant with Max, um, my five-year-old, we decided to, we want to be closer to family. So we ended up moving back to New York. And, well, it was first time for him. We moved back to New York and my husband's a surfer. Like he really connects with God and the waves and like that's a spiritual experience for him. So I kind of like took that away from him, not realizing what a huge mm. thing that was yeah. for him. I don't think I really valued it in the way I, I should have. And I always just thought it was, oh, it's just a hobby. And it is just a hobby. But for him, it was it was more than that. Like he he would pray surfing every day and like really, really connected with with our creator. So so we move here and he gets in this new job and the job was really unhealthy. Um, the the atmosphere was and and then we we had our son and then 18 months later we had a little girl so we're having babies back to right, back uh-huh. and just a lot of stuff was going on and he is the best dad ever like he loves our kids so he like it's what I love about him the most that and that he's hilarious and so we're doing all these different things and I think it was just it was a lot really fast and we we didn't really check in on, okay, how are we doing Mm. with all of these big, huge changes? And it kind of got out of control by like, uh, maybe when my daughter was one, we're like, wait a minute, you're not acting the way you used to Mm -hmm. act. So we kind of started analyzing like what's going on. Like, and we realized that he was just really struggling with depression. And so we started talking about it and kind of asking his family about it. And like, what do you guys think? And just started seeking counsel and, and getting help. And he was just really really stuck in it and, and all the changes and kind of not figuring out how he fits in here on the East coast. Cause it is different. Yeah. It's a different lifestyle. Um, and then having to parent and going to work, it was just, it was just messy, you know? So, but we made it through. So from my perspective, um, I, I definitely could have been wiser <laughs> realizing it sooner because you know you're you're busy you're raising these kids i mean we're still raising them obviously but when they're little babies yeah. it's like go 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 you get them in the bed and you're like okay freedom uh-huh. you just want to like unwind and like so we could have been way more intentional with doing like check-ins like oh how are you feeling today and like stuff like that and we probably would have caught it sooner but we were just so in the thick of it that you don't even realize it i mean what you're saying is just this is this is not just you guys. This is classic yeah. in the thick of whatever it might be for you guys. It was two babies. I mean, that's two babies. Um, yeah. New ch- job change. It's like all of the classic top stressors you just experienced in, you know, two years. Um, yeah. So what did that feel like for your husband to, to 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 feel as like he wasn't himself and you start noticing in it? Was there any resistance to um, getting help or getting treatment or getting counseling or anything like that from either one of you? Or were, were you guys like, Hey, we can handle this. We can do it. Or was it an automatic? No, we need to get some help for this. Uh, well, Oh, and on top of that, he also has health problems. So he was having all these weird symptoms. So we were having to go to all these different doctors and people were like, you're crazy. Like they didn't really say that, but it was like this mystery. Mm. Like we wanted to go be on an episode of house. Have you ever seen that show? Yes. Like where he like puts all these pieces together uh-huh. and figures out like what this guy's issue is. Like we want to go on that show because we were desperately like, why it's not okay that he's like do all this weird stuff's happening. So yeah, so all all of that piled on. So we ended up going to 
we ended up getting some answers where his, he wasn't sleeping. He has sleep apnea mm. and you would never know that. Cause he's like the skinniest guy you've ever seen in the world. I mean, typically it's for people, right. I'm not going to stereotype, but whatever. Yeah. He doesn't fit the normal requirements of people that have sleep apnea. So they, right there, he was blowing the doctor's mind. So he started being on a sleep machine, which I don't know, it's the loudest thing in the world. It's like, <laughs> do that noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you move and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, it's really romantic. Yeah, It's like your own sound so, machine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is lovely. So um, <laughs> we've battled through, but we'll make it. So anyways, he, yeah. So the doctor figured that piece out and then he started getting more sleep and then he was alert enough to be like, all right, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. Like getting sleep is step A. And then we started going counseling and kind of figuring that out. And he was on meds for a while to just kind of balance him back out so he could feel like himself. Mm -hmm. And now he's slowly kind of transitioning off and so, yeah, it's been a journey for sure. And it's not, I'm glad we're talking about it because for males to be like, oh, I'm depressed. That's kind of not common. Right. So I love that he's willing to share and work through it and battle through it. And you know what else we did, Jamie? He he left his job. Really? Did that help or what? Well, he, yeah, it's, he actually just put in, he put in his two weeks uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, just now. <laughs> like just, just now. now. Okay. I know. Well, we've been, well, I say he left his job because we've been kind of positioning ourselves towards that. So with the, with our marketing company, we have, he's been taking on a lot more clients Mm -hmm. and like, I've been throwing a lot more things at him. So he's, we're positioning him to be able to do that, to do that. So he went to half days and we're seeing, okay, this is, this theory is not a theory. It can actually happen. So then he's like, I'm out. So it's, it's already just the half days have been a game changer for, for us and just giving us the flexibility and yeah, it's been awesome. Well, it's good. I love to hear um, people talk about their struggles, no matter what it is, because I feel like it makes other people feel like, okay, I'm not so alone in this. And so depression is just one of those things that people struggle with daily, everywhere, in yeah. the church, out of the church, every socioeconomic rate, whatever. It's across the board. Um, but I feel like it's this thing that sometimes people are a little afraid to talk about. Um, so thank you guys for being a voice for that, because I know a lot of people just it just makes them feel like I'm not alone when someone else says they've been through this. Um, even though everyone's everyone looks different, you know, every struggle looks different. Just to feel like okay, somebody else has been through this. I know that I'm not the only one because I think there's the isolation that you could feel, and I don't know if you guys felt like that. I don't know if you had people speak into you um, during that, or if you ever felt isolated in this struggle. I don't know. Did you? Oh, for sure. I mean, I struggled with depression horribly in college. So I, t- I can't believe I missed the warning signs with my husband. Like, of course he's right. like, right. I've been there. I get it. Like, I can't, it was so silly looking back and like, duh. So yes, the isolation is huge. And, and it was a game changer for us when my husband, Matt said, okay, I need to start talking about this. Mm. So he would talk about it with his family and they would ask him hard questions. Like, well, what are you doing to kind of get better? Like, what, what does it look like for you and God? Like, let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. And that was when the game changer happened. When you kind of, when you invite community into it, because there's power in prayer, like trust that people are praying for you. We want to pray for you. Like if you're struggling with depression, like we want to pray for you and, and you're going to get through it. God's in it. He hasn't abandoned you. You're not alone. Invite that community. in, And I think people will be surprised how 
how effective and powerful that is. Yeah. But do you think sometimes it's hard to want to invite the community in when you're in the midst of that depression? Oh my gosh, totally. So how do you get to the point where you are comfortable doing that? Is it? Honestly, I was, for my husband, I was like, being the wife that was like, okay, if you don't tell your friends tomorrow, I'm going to have to call them. Like, I mean, honestly, that's what it takes sometimes, right? Yeah. 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 And and we were at that point where I was kind of getting some phone numbers and going to be like, listen, <laughs> Matt needs his people. Like you need your people. Yeah. And, and I think it's one being aware of what's going on. And two, if, if, if you have permission to do that for other people, like gathering the troops and being like, Hey, listen, you need to speak life into my husband right now because he's really struggling. Mm. And I think that's really valuable. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Inviting people into the struggle is huge. It takes, mm-hmm. it's almost like laying down your pride. Um, but I always say together is better. And that's in like the good things and the hard things. Um, together Amen. is always better for that. Yeah. Guys, I know you're enjoying this conversation with Jenny. And right now, I want to tell you about a sponsor of this show real quick. And that is Africa New Life. Africa New Life Ministries exists to help children escape the cycle of poverty in Rwanda. A key component to this intervention is making sure that children receive the food that they need to succeed. Consistent, nutritious food is vital for children to not only have healthy bodies, but also learn, grow, and thrive. Food is the first essential in establishing stability. 38% of Rwandan children suffer from malnutrition. But guys, you can help with this. Go to africanewlife.org and see how you can be a part of the solution. 83 cents provides one meal for a child in Rwanda. $25 provides a month's worth of meals. See what you can do at africanewlife.org. Okay, here is the rest of my conversation with Jenny. Um, okay, so I know that you get the awesome privilege of speaking and doing stuff like that. Um, and that's been a dream of yours for a long time, hasn't it? Huh. Yes. Yes. I laugh because I know where this is going. Y- yeah. You want to tell me that story? A dream, yeah. So um, I mentioned I worked in Hollywood for years and I yeah, did what'd video you do? editing. I did video editing. I, Didn't you I win worked- an Emmy or something? <laughs> yes. Do you have so, it like, in your house? I do. And people literally come over to take pictures with it it's really funny i need you to send me a picture of you and your emmy i will like leave space in the picture so we can photoshop you in Mm. it and like act like you're touching that would be even better people yeah it's it's really funny yeah so i won an emmy and i would work okay can we stop real quick like because you just said i won an emmy no one on my show has ever won an emmy and so like how old were you when you won the emmy what'd you win it for tell me the emmy thing Um, first Okay, well, a little backstory. So I do video editing and I was working on content for like Madagascar and the B movie, a lot of DreamWorks and Paramount uh-huh. and like stuff like that behind the scene featurettes. Like this is how a movie's made. I was editing stuff for that. And then when I moved to Orange County, I started working on an educational series for chemistry. Okay. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yes. Super, so glamorous co- compared to the other stuff I was working on. So the funny thing is that I won the Emmy for that the science show, which a lot of people love. And I'm not going to do like, it was great. It was fun, but it's just, it would have been a little more glamorous if it was for the other project. (laughs) Am I right? But you know, like, okay, so maybe it would have been, but an Emmy is an Emmy. So let's just leave it at that. And the funny thing is, so a week before I won, we got another award for the show. And I was talking to Matt, my husband, I'm like, Oh my gosh, we got an award, but, but we have to pay money to like physically get it. And he's like, we will never pay money for an award (laughs) unless it is an Emmy. Or an Oscar. And I'm like, 
Noted. A week later, get a phone call. We want an Emmy, but you have to pay $250 to get it. And I'm like, sold. I will Wait, buy that. Emmy. Stop right now. Everyone that wins an Emmy has to pay for it. True story. I, you know what? I, I Googled it. If it's like primetime, like actors, if like legit celebs win an Emmy. Okay. But $250 to them is like 25 cents to me. I know. So right? yeah, you just yeah. find it on the floor and flip it to them. Yeah, just flip it. Yeah, take it. I'll take 700 Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like, let me... uh, (laughs) So everyone has to pay for their Emmy. You have to pay for your Emmy. Oh, and then they're like, you can come to the party. Oh, but it's an (laughs) additional money. And I get it because they... I mean, they're a business, right? They have to to pay for the fancy stuff. I get it. But yeah. Yeah. But it's not expected, for sure. People are like always shocked when I tell them. I'm shocked too. I've never heard that, but... From a business side point of view, it does make perfect sense. I mean, makes sense. they're not just going to hand out free stuff. Yeah, nothing's free in the world. Nothing's except, except for Jesus. Jesus. I almost Boom. said that. <laughs> That'll preach. Except for Jesus, um, but it will cost you something. That's for sure. Um, okay, carry on with your speaking story, and because I stopped you at the Emmy because I oh, could not right. even. I, oh my god, I couldn't handle it. We got sidetracked. So you're yeah, in LA working, working, and. I, so I told my friend one day, I'm like, Hmm, I feel called to be a speaker. Literally. This is all the person said, why would you feel called to do that? Mm. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. And I like shoved, shoved that dream away for 10 years based on Mm. one sentence somebody said. And you know, when we have these dreams, they become like, they're fragile. It's scary. You're being vulnerable. You feel, you feel like a mess in it. And you're like, I don't know. Can I, you just want somebody to be like, yes. But because that person didn't respond the way I had imagined, mm-hmm. like this big, glorious, receive my dream, like, and they weren't even being negative. That's the funny thing. Like, I'm, I can't, it was like a genuine day. question. It was a question. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why would I do that? <laughs> I'm not worthy. So I just, yeah. So I ignored it for 10 years. I had no confidence in it. But you know what? Every time I saw, and we kind of touched on this earlier, every time I saw somebody, a woman influencing people through speaking, I was like, Oh my gosh, I I connected to it. And I'm like, I could do that. Mm. And it wasn't that I was like, well, maybe a little, I was jealous, but, but that wasn't like my heart behind it. It was like, Oh my gosh, I wonder if I could do that too. So it was always really intriguing to me. So, you know, with dreams, you can't really shove them away. They kind of always lurk in the back of your and so I'm doing this video editing. These dreams are lurking. I'm getting into ministry. Um, we become foster parents for a while. And I and then, and then I did speaking. I did my first speaking gig. And it went really good. I was talking about church and technology at a conference. And it was fun. It was super fun. I loved it. And then we started having our own, our own family, having babies and moved back here. So it kind of wasn't the right season mm-hmm. for it. And then God one day was like, are you ready? Well, it wasn't. He said it just like that. Right. Are you ready? Uh-huh. You could you could <laughs> throw like, that into your little games. Like, what does God sound like? So there you go. <laughs> oh, it would definitely be more Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. like oh, way deeper, a hundred percent. So, <laughs> so I'm like, yes, God, let me run this by my friend. So I call my best friend. You know, you should get counsel on your dreams. Let's not be crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think about this? And of course, she's like, yes. And I started, and then I was like, okay, God, I'm ready. And you're going to laugh. I just like waited for people to get the memo. Like I was expecting pastors just to be like, I had this vision. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You, you, were, you were ready and you just thought people were going to really? call you. Yeah. 
yeah, people were just going to call me up. Like they were going to get the memo. Yep. Easy, easy as cake. No, it didn't happen that way. Because it doesn't so happen I'm like, that way. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, where are these magical moments you have spoken of? Like one, I am making myself available. So there were a lot of tears in the midst of like pursuing the stream, mm-hmm. like being an, being gutsy enough to be like, let's do it. And then like being like, but why isn't anything happening? So he's kind of like, well, let's like position, position yourself to chase the stream. So like I got into like uh, Toastmasters, which is a public speaking club. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started positioning myself for these things. I went to a conference where I had this major God encounter. It was a speaker writer conference. And oh my gosh, I get emotional telling the story. And you know, you're surrounded by hundreds of women that are like, I'm a speaker, I'm a writer. And it's super intimidating. Right. It's, in- it's intimidating and fantastic. Like it's so good. And we're all just hanging out. And during one of the worship sessions, I was just like ugly crying, like crying to the point where all my friends were like, um, <laughs> do you need to walk you, out? Are you going to be okay? Yeah. You're making it awkward for us. Like here's some tissues. So it was like, I was a mess, just sobbing my face off. And I think it was just a release that like I had to go through because I just wasn't trusting God in it, you know, like I wasn't trusting. So, so anyways, I snuck away. They had this beautiful prayer room and I snuck away to this prayer room and I was just praying. And like the, the problem that I was facing was that the dream felt so big and it felt so huge. Mm-hmm. And like, who was I like, who I'm just me. Mm-hmm. Like I felt so unqualified, so unworthy. Like why, why me was what I was always asking mm-hmm. God. Like, well, why me? And so I was kind of just in this moment and I had like this, I don't know how to explain it other than I know that it was God speaking. And I saw this dome, like this huge dome shape. And that like represented my dreams, like my, my, the thing that I felt called to in this season, which was speaking. So that there's this huge dome. And then there was a little dot and that represented me. And I felt like God said, <laughs> do you trust me with this? Mm-hmm. And you know, when God asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. So I'm like, Oh, let me think about that. God. And I'm like, yes, of course I trust you with this. And when I said that, like, so I was that little dot in that huge dream. And when I said, yes, God, I trust you. The whole dome filled up and God was like filling up the space between me and that dream. And it overflowed even. And God's like, when it starts overflowing, you got to dream bigger. You have to dream bigger. And I, what I got from that was that God was saying, I'm going to give give you the resources. I'm going to give you the people. I'm going to give you the tools you need to achieve this dream. All you have to do is be obedient. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And literally, I can't even tell you the things that have happened. I had a coworker um, I worked with the other day call and be like, hey, this was a few weeks after I went to this conference. She's like, I want to, let's start a business together. So we started just brainstorming these ideas. And she's like, you know what? I actually feel called because she at this point, she didn't know I wanted to be a speaker. Mm -hmm. She's like, I actually just want to invest in you and your speaking ministry. Like, and to have, I mean, God puts people Mm -hmm. in your world to help do that. And and you can help others achieve their dreams too. So that moment was so powerful for me. Like, do you trust me Mm -hmm. with this? Do you trust me to fill that space? And I think when you're, when we're achieving these dreams that seem so big, so unattainable, you feel so unworthy. It's not about you. It's about God and trusting that he's going to fill those spaces. He's going to get put people in your life and the resources to help you achieve that. And Jamie, for you, I'm sure you see that all the time with the stuff you're going after. Oh, gosh, for sure. I mean, I was even thinking when you're telling that story about being in the room with speakers and writers, how intimidating it is. 
I mean, as someone who's writing a book, I have a lot of friends who write amazing New York Times bestseller books. Like, wow, you know what I mean? And so for me, I'm yeah. like, I went through a season last fall of where some of my friends were like, um, when are you going to see your counselor? <laughs> like, I was just um, feeling completely inadequate. And I'm in the midst of yeah. writing a book. Someone has invited me into writing it. And I still felt like, I don't know that I can do this. And I don't know that I'm good enough to do this. Um, mm. And it was lies. I mean, you know, hello. Um, yeah. And it was just this short season where I was super struggling. And so I feel that as well as like, okay, here's these dreams. Here's these things in front of us. Um, God, do we do? Do I trust that I'm not just walking into this blindly, and that you're here? Yes, I have to, right? Or or yeah. else whatever. Um, and I know there are so many people listening because the listeners of the Happy Hour are like some dreamers and doers. I just stole that from my friend Jen. Uh, but they're like dreamers and doers, and they do big things and they have big dreams. And so, just your encouragement to them of just like keep, keep, keep walking towards that dream and really trust God to be there. Um, and so, and then just be yourself. I mean, I, I feel like all of the conversations we've had today kind of summed up and like, keep dreaming, be yourself, be who you are, um, in what you do, find your creativity, find your creativity, find your purpose, be your unique self that you are. Yeah. Ah, love it. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories, but your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Jenny, so amazing. Okay, hey, what three things are you loving these days? Oh my gosh. This is us TV show. Uh, yes. Check. Of course. I'm so behind. Um, so don't spill anything. Oh my gosh. Get your tissues ready. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I love? Sage harvest gourmet jerky. Have you heard of it? No, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> they sell gourmet jerky. Oh, and, like beef jerky. Thing, yeah. Like beef jerky. Uh-huh. And it's like natural and amazing, but they give 10% of their profits to orphan care. Oh, I love like, that. That's about a win-win. Yeah. You would, you would love the owners of this place. And I'm it's sure great. I could get it online. You can get it. I'll send you some. Oh, just, look at you. Yeah. You're so famous. I'll send <laughs> there you, you go. <laughs> and then, oh, the third thing. So my husband and I are going through this creative couples course and it's like counseling, but it's an online course and you can do it anytime. And we literally just do it when the kids are sleeping. We're like, let's go have fun and take a couples course. And it's like, it's fun because it gives you in- like questions to engage with. And it just, it's a nice refresher, like, cause we're switching seasons and doing new stuff. So it's good for us. That's been really fun. That's awesome. That sounds right up your alley as well. Yeah. Um, my friend Logan just told me that and she was on the show a couple of weeks ago. She just told me that she is taking a, co- a a class online, a comedy class from Steve Martin. I saw that. I saw that being advertised and I was like, who would not want to take that? She told me if oh nothing else, I need to go watch the video that, of the advertisement. 
Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so now I've got a friend that. doing improv and a friend taking Steve Martin's class and now you doing creativity stuff. I feel like my brain is like an overload, but it's all good stuff. Like this is awesome stuff. I love it. I feel like you should end this podcast with a freestyle rap. I feel like that I'm going to, I, since I run this show, I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> you can, Jenny, go for it. Since I'm a guest on this show, I'm going to also say okay, no to that. Good, good. We, we are all in charge of our own microphones here. Um, what are you reading these days? Okay. You're going to make fun of me. I won't. I'm I promise. reading. Okay. I'm reading a book for business. It's called dot-com secrets. Okay. And it's about marketing. It's by Russell Brunson. It's so it's great. I highly recommend it. Okay. And then for spiritual and personal development, I'm reading chase the lion. Have you read it? I know, but I've heard of it. Mark Batterson. Yep. Amazing. Like talk about dreaming. Like if, if the slogan is, if your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. Oh, oh I love that's it. good. Is he the one that wrote so, the prayer circle? Um, Oh my gosh, I feel like a bad reader. I think he did. Okay. Okay. I made that up. I'm not sure. Okay, that's good. But I know what book you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I um just finished, I read A Wrinkle in Time recently. Have you read that? Oh, no. I know. My friend Melanie um, Dale told it to me a long time ago on the show, and so I picked it up over spring break, um, and it was good. It was, it was, it was, it was just okay to me. I know that's going to make me mad. I know. I was going to say, I feel like you're not loving it. It was just, I good. read the whole thing and I liked it. So there's yeah. that, but <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. On a scale of one to five. I think I gave it a three. Yeah. But anyhow. Um, okay. Jenny, this has been so fabulous. Thanks for coming on the happy hour. Thanks for having me. I hope that, and I know that as people are listening, they are now going to be having creative conversations around their dinner table tonight. You can do it with like your friends, your husband, small group, your coworkers. Sit around that co-working office and make people make noises. That sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds I, amazing. And send us video. Send us video. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Guys, wasn't that a fun chat with Jenny? You can see now why she calls herself the creative ninja. Am I right? Um, I loved her story about just dreaming big dreams for herself and going after them. She had great advice for talking about walking through depression with her husband. And I was super proud of her because she said, although he gave her full permission to talk about it, it was one of the first times she's talked about it publicly. And I just think that takes a lot, a lot of strength and courage. Um, And how many people will that help? And so thank you, Jenny, for sharing that story with us. Um, Also, her Emmy. Hello. Did you know you had to pay for your Emmy? Crazy. And you guys, remember the jerky that she told me that she loved? A box of jerky just showed up on my porch this week. Thank you, Jenny, so much for that gift. Anyhow, it's such a fun time talking with Jenny. Find her on Instagram. Find her on social media. Become her friend. You'll love her. Guys, I want to thank our last sponsor for today's show. And these sponsors make these show free for you, so I am so grateful for them. You know, we all crave life-giving, lasting friendships. We all do. Lifting other women up in friendships is one of my greatest joys that God has given all of us. But isn't it hard sometimes to know how to make and keep friendships? In her newest book, Messy, Beautiful Friendship, Christine Hoover shares relatable stories of friendship successes and goof-ups. Through honest storytelling, Christine invites you to overcome insecurities and pursue God-honoring friendships in every season of life. This is a perfect gift for a girlfriend, sister, mother, or just yourself. Messy, Beautiful Friendship will be available April 18th, and you can pre-order it from your favorite bookseller. Today's show is edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from Jason Poe. 
I hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Tish Oxenrider about traveling the world and how you and I can do that as well. Next week, my guest is Amber Newberry, and we talk about trauma and how our bodies heal from it. Plus, she shares some trauma that she's been through and the ways that she has seen God show up in those different ways. Amber also explains to me exactly what holy yoga is. I know what holy means, and I know what yoga means, but she put them together and she told me all about it. So join us next week when I talk with Amber Newberry. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.